Hello and welcome to another episode of the Plus 6.3 HP Reviews show. Uh, I am one of your hosts, John Clemente. Alongside with me are two of my bestest best friends. I'm going to start off with Chubax. Hello guys, we're back after a fun-filled week. You can call me Chubax or Daddy. Daddy. Or Chubax. <laughs> Our other bestest best friend and another host is uh, RJ. Hello everyone, my name is RJ. Good to be back just as what Chubak said can't wait for another episode today I thought you said awesome. oh no <laughs> definitely yeah. I heard Chubak Chubak yeah <laughs> and I said um, a bit yeah. of housekeeping before we start the episode uh, plus 63 HP is on YouTube so feel free to search us just type in plus 63 uh, HP in your search bar and you'll definitely find our shows. Uh, you can launch us directly from your browser by typing bit.ly slash plus 63 HP. We are both on Twitter and on Instagram. Just uh, follow us at plus 63 HP. And if you don't want to see our handsome faces or RJ's handsome face, uh, you can listen to all of our shows uh, on any of your favorite podcasting app uh, available around the globe. We prefer Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, our show, this show, is the review show where we provide you with our opinions, analysis, uh, and what context should you watch these shows that we've been following week on week, as well as some special shows and movies that we want to dive into and discuss. Uh, the show comes out uh, most Tuesdays, noon Philippine time and midnight uh, Eastern Standard Time. On Wednesdays, however, our first D&D campaign drops as a week-on-week episode, so feel free to follow that as well. That is at Plus 6.3 D&D. On Thursdays, we have a fun reacts show that we drop, uh, same time, uh, noon Philippine time or midnight Eastern Standard Time, where we collate some of the most fun trailers and short bits that we've uh, collected uh, throughout the week and watch it all together and provide our plus or minus reactions and see whether we're going to watch it day of in the theaters or as soon as it comes out, uh, once it's available on video demand or when it becomes free. So you have many, many shows that you can enjoy with us uh, to enjoy all the content that is dropping on an almost daily basis. Housekeeping done this oh, we, week. We in... do have two specials this week. Oh, yes. We have, right. a, we have a couple of special episodes that um, uh, or one shots that drop on the channel. So feel, make sure that you hit like, subscribe, and that notification bell so you can see the amazing uh, Chuidians uh, react to Woo-hoo! special trailers. <laughs> the kids react, uh, the Chuidian kids react to the special trailers, as well as more play-alongs of the games we've been playing. So if you, uh, make sure that you are uh, hitting that uh, notification bell so you know when the, those episodes drop. Uh, right. Housekeeping done. Um, I'm, I'm excited for this week. Uh, we Let's are continuing to discuss uh, Hawkeye, episode mm. five. Uh, and uh, our, our movie of the week is uh, a musical. Uh, out on Netflix, starring Andrew Garfield, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, about uh, one of the uh, uh, best American playwrights, Jonathan Larson, entitled Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, Before we start that, um, we purposely made this episode a little bit shorter because we have a very long, uh, a longer 
game awards reaction special that we wanted to do so again we 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 uh we deliver or we react to not just uh movies and tv shows but we also react to game announcement game trailers books uh podcasts any content that you would want to enjoy by yourself or with your friends and family uh next week if you want to join along uh we are going to discuss uh the next episode of uh hawkeye which will be the last of the series uh we're going to have a longer yeah so we're going to have a longer um a uh, discussion about Wheel of Time. We're skipping it this week. We're going to combine episodes seven and eight for a more in-depth, holistic reaction of that particular series. And uh, literally came out a couple of hours ago is the second season of The Witcher with our very, very close friend. Uh, and, uh, you know, we taught him everything that he knows, Henry Cavill. Um, so we're excited to discuss uh, a, lo- a bunch of episodes that, uh, of that particular series and the next reviews episode with you guys. All right, housekeeping done. Uh, Let's RJ, go. I've been waiting four days for this. The episode of Hawkeye. Give us uh, your version of the plot summary, and we'll discuss what we like, what we don't like about, and our favorite storylines about uh, Hawkeye as a series. Take it away, bro. Sure. Well, Hawkeye episode five. It's actually sad because it's nearing the end of the holiday season with Hawkeye. So um, a lot of things have dropped in this episode and we're, we're, we're still following up and we're excited to know what's going to happen next Wednesday. So for Hawkeye uh, episode five, I think it's called Ronin. All right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So with, with the title Ronin, so we already have a guess that either it's going to be a flashback of how Hawkeye was Ronin or it's going to be a foreshadowing of Hawkeye putting on the hood once again and walking out as the Ronin. So it starts off with a, where we left off in episode four with Yelena being revealed. So there is a brief uh, background of how she was back in 2018, just before the blip. So she was uh, doing her assignment, you know, a typical day at work with a fellow worker, killing mm-hmm. people. Something a standard Maybe assassin people. would do. I, oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, then going to the bathroom, splashing her face, and suddenly blip happens. So she starts fading into ash, which is somewhat pretty much iconic from the um, series that you know from MCU. So um, flat, and after a few years, she's back. She realizes she has to look for uh, Natasha. Now... Other side of the story, you've got Kate going back to her mother's apartment, eventually feeling defeated uh, after being rejected or being asked to go home. Um, one of the questions that were asked her was, so does he think you're a superhero? Her answer was, no, actually, I thought I was, or I thought I could be one of them. So that's, that's how she idolized Hawkeye having his, his posters on the wall and all that. Now, she also was able to open up about Jack, about um, being involved in a shell company, Sloan Limited. Eventually, um, that discussion's happening, move forward to Kazi and Maya. Kazi helping Maya out of uh, her injuries after that battle with, uh, on the rooftop with Hawkeye and Kate and apparently with Yelena as well. Um, they decide that they need to look for Hawkeye and, and, and um, capture him or, or at least 
find him. Um, forward, uh, forward further, you got Yelena somehow reaching out to Kate and having that conversation, telling her what her real intentions are, which is, of course, to kill Clint. So she also gave a, a nice warning to Kate that, you know, don't get in my way, because I think she was actually merciful towards, towards uh, Kate, if you notice on episode four, when she got pushed off or kicked off the, the, the roof at the beginning. Um, I think there was something that, that helped her um, stay. There was tied like a her. rope that, that, tied her that tied her, which actually came from Elena, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, she tied her up, then pushed her. Yeah. Right? So, so that's how quick it, it all was. So um, eventually, um, feds came up, captured Jack. So I'm not really sure if they're still going to have time to make Jack Duquesne into the swordsman. I still hope they would. But um, maybe for save it for the second season, perhaps, perhaps. So he's probably going to be the swordsman after being captured or something. So the the epic end on to it is where Clint goes back to Grand Central Terminal, you know, where there's this placard, the memorial for all the fallen heroes, and just to avoid any distraction, he again removes his hearing aid and starts talking to Natasha uh, from his heart and, and basically saying. You were you're the most brave, or you were the bravest of us. Uh, and I'm sorry what I'm about to do. And after he said that, he puts on his hood, which makes me think that he's going to turn into the ruin again. So I don't know if that is gonna happen, but we'll see on the next uh, on the next episode, I suppose. So that's hmm? my wrap of Did you cut okay. there, Jay? Yeah. Was it done yet? <laughs> it wasn't done yet. Oh, it wasn't? Oh shit. Oh, continue, okay. Chibak, the plot. Go, go, go. Continue. continue <laughs> so she so he call he calls his he calls the wife and says that he's worried about the big guy coming in. And the then he has to do something that they don't want. But then the wife just very supportive says, I trust your judgment. Do whatever you need to do. So he sets up a meeting with Maya and he he oh, yeah, he throws like a, sorry yeah that's right he throws Go ahead. Mess- <laughs> he throws the message to one of the to the Russian guys the I like where they're in the van and then he sets up a meeting with Maya alone but of course when Maya it's where they where he killed her, he killed her dad so when they set up the meet it was supposed to be an ambush uh, Maya's in the middle and everybody's all around them and then Hawkeye goes Batman and takes them one by one out around her. Until it's just her and him. And then they fight. And then Hawkeye reveals that he, he, he comes in their own in suit with a mask. They fight. Maya holds her own a bit. And then Hawkeye beats her eventually with a sword. And then reveals her mask. And goes with something like, uh, we're the same. We're both weapons. And we can be... Because of our rage, we're blinded. And people can manipulate us. I was there that night because... An informant told me. An informant. An informant mm. working for your boss. So your boss wanted Was your father one. dead and used me to do it. And then, because as he was explaining, she gets the upper hand. And then before he, she can kill him, Kate comes in, saves them, saves him. And then they use an Uber to escape, which is so funny. <laughs> and then, the yeah, and then Maya starts thinking and then she meets Kazi and she says like 
why weren't you in that meeting when my father died? You were his number two. Then he's like, I didn't get a call. It's nothing. It's okay. And then she leaves. And then Yelena follows Eleanor Bishop, Eleanor. Kate's mom. And then as, uh, I love that. Oh, well, we'll go to discuss later. Hawkeye and Kate go home with the girls, the LARPer, fireman. And while they're talking and having fun, Yelena texts Kate and says that I found out who hired me to kill Clint, Eleanor Bishop. And then sends a crappy text photo, a gra- crappy like 480p cell phone picture. <laughs> and when they look at it, and I, and I, Kate's like, who's this guy beside my mom? And then Kate, Clint's like, well, that's the big guy the big that I've been worried about all this time. Called the Kingpin. Boom. Boom. And you see Vincent D'Onofrio in a crappy 480p picture. <laughs> it's not even... <laughs> Come on, Yelena. You're a master assassin. You couldn't get like uh, ten, it's seven just twenty. Being careful. Being careful. Seven. Yes. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that's the episode. So who who, who starts? Uh, uh, Jade. What did you like the most? Uh, or what are the storylines in the particular episode that has kind of like really piqued your fancy? Well. Apparently, I ended midday. So, <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, my favorite line was his actual his dedication actually to Natasha. It really shows that he is that Natasha really played a very big role in his life uh, throughout the Avengers movie. So even and it shows even here how affected he is. But it's not in a romantic way. It's really like the person who saved me from being Ronan, which was really Natasha. Um, and that's why he's apologetic to her that that um, that monologue or dialogue that he had with her in his mind was, was basically what what got me because it felt that he was really regretful. It's like he knew that it took a lot to save him from that. Yet, um, sadly, due to the circumstance, he has to go back to it. So. That for me was that was was touching. Box, how about you? Are the storylines that kind oh, of like really on, came this, out that you like in this episode? This is one of my favorites. I mean, I I didn't know you could top the last one, but uh, there's, so <laughs> much, there's so much to talk about this one. First off, my God, is it, uh, how how did Florence become a game changer? Every scene she's right? in, it's just like. Right? <laughs> Damn, you know, like, I'm trying to analyze it because if you look at her critically, I mean, I mean, she's gorgeous, but she's she not, is. like, beautiful. Like, I mean, there's so many beautiful actors. I mean, even Haley Steinsville is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. But there's just that's something true. about her that's like, and when she's on that's screen, I... Everything How do you say her last name? Pew. 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 Everything she does just makes me laugh more. Makes me so. It's just so cool. Even the way she catches the sriracha and is, mm-hmm. uh, the hot sauce like, thing. Yeah. It's, it's so she's so amazing, you know. And then the, the accent, even though it's kind of funny, I just love it. I, yeah. I don't know. I just <laughs> it, it, she she on another actress it would be like uh, crappy, but on her it's more mm-hmm. endearing than mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, just so cool. And I mean, well, let's start with the first part. I mean, it's the, probably what 
maybe the second or third time we've seen the blip happen to somebody else. The blip else. come back, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But this one was so good that you see her disappear and then come back. So that was, that's why it was surprising because I think we've seen people disappear. We've seen um, Monica come back. People in, in, come back, yeah. yeah. But we didn't see the phase of the entire thing, yeah. And coming back. So it was so cool and you could see the how traumatic it is. And I just love how Marvel, you know, it's not like, it's not like uh, they keep dipping on it. It's just that it it was that big, you know. It, it mm-hmm. you can't ignore it. It it happened to the whole world, the whole universe. So mm. it's really part of their DNA. So it, coming back to it isn't a cheat. It's just normal, and it just makes it all more amazing. And it's it just keeps reminding me that. Yeah, Endgame happened, you know? And Endgame was this big, you know? Even if you didn't like Endgame, its ripples are are still going on and it's that good. It's, uh, the storyline was just that um, well thought out and really brings everything together. And then the chemistry between Kate and Yelena. Ah, it's fire. I mean, it's like Kevin Feige must be like, ah, my next Avengers, right? You know? So it's like a mad scientist. Like, oh, this is gonna be so good. And... I like that they're doing it, you know, sprinkling. You know, it's not like in your face. This is the next Avengers. Like, oh, this could be one. This could be one. Let's see how they mm-hmm. work. Like he said, they have to earn it. The next yep. Avengers has to earn it, and that's what they're doing. They're making them earn it. So it's so mm. good. Uh, Clint, of course, is amazing with with the wife. The wife is just amazing, right? Who doesn't want a wife like that? Like, whatever you do, it's Christmas. It's beyond yeah. understanding. Go. But I mean, more and more, there's a lot of internet theories that are that are saying that Laura also used to be a, uh, but even if she uh, didn't, an operative agent, right? Because she she was you know she was being the man in the chair in the past yeah. couple of episodes. But like, that's right, true. Clint wouldn't be an Avenger without that kind of support. But even if she wasn't, I mean, the fact that she married him, she knows what mm-hmm. she should have been yeah. used to it, mm-hmm. and it's nice mm-hmm. that she accepts who he is and is just very supportive. And then the no, but se- if you are the person in the in the chair, then you're basically you know what's what kind of life he's in, yeah. so you know what yeah. what works like. You know, um, it's like when like here in, in real life, if you marry a a doctor and the doc your husband or wife's always out, you understand if you are also in the same uh, field, yeah. right? But if not, you'd be like, wow, this person's always gone. But for her, yeah. she's like super supportive and even gets to research for him. Yeah. Find out then, more about this. And then the Ronin fight was with Maya. I, I can't wait for Echo. That's that's gonna be so good. I think she's gonna be wearing the Ronin suit. I was gonna the, say that she I she might gonna, uh that might be the ending I where that's gonna be Hawkeye gives she, maybe she's gonna oh. investigate the big guy so that yeah, so she's playing she's gonna yeah. be playing both sides, Maya yeah. and then Ronin. So that's gonna be good. And then and then the ending just comic book accurate so yeah. it's just kind of good and the ending like, okay yeah we we got it we got vincent and then his name was there it's so good <laughs> in the credits and then you see the the easter egg of the 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 silhouette the, fin- the finale silhouette oh, yeah it's so good i need to show that up but uh yeah and then vincent denofro tweeted like when i was a boy and then he showed that silhouette and like oh it's so good <laughs> but yeah so that's that's me just so giddy like a kid me and the kids are so happy sad that it's one more episode a little worried that there's so many plot it's gonna be another rushed ending 
But then they gave us five amazing episodes. So I'd rather have five amazing episodes and then a little hard in the end than crappy five episodes and then mm-hmm. superb ending. So yeah. How Doesn't that you? give us hope that there's a there's a season two? I'm sure there's going to be. Uh, well, the thing here is, um, I again might not this one, but. That's fine because I think it's. I do like the idea that the the story continues uh, with Kate Bishop and or Echo and Yelena. So and Yelena again, Yelena and Yelena in a lesser capacity, but this is definitely an Echo story. So I kind of like that idea that at this point it's a good jumping off point for for Clint. I want him to rest. I love the idea that uh, like all right. You, you can rest now. Like, yeah. you're good. We're, we're seeing you battered. We're seeing be, you be, be a badass. Yeah. RJ, this is the silhouette in the end. This is what he tweeted. This is the no yeah, which just uh, kind of spoiled it for me because I saw it before, before I saw the episode. Yeah. So, but it's fine. I mean, this is one of those things. Like, I was, you know, I, this is turning to be, I think, my, my favorite. Disney Plus series, I know, right? Because like... um, the, it, it the pace is great, and then I love the idea that it is doing a lot of things. It's, but, it's sorry, showing the, okay. but the it was probably has the weakest pilot of all the other others, but it just kept building and building. Remember the pilot was it? Was That's so true. Cool. Like it was That's true. The first episode, still, yeah. You weren't building. sure if you're gonna watch everything, but you know, it was good for the holidays. I think the idea here was uh, this is one of those uh, series that because it is you know again it's not it's not stressful, right? You know it's you know unlike uh, which we'll discuss a little bit later. It's unlike Spider Man No Way Home, it's so stressful to not see uh, uh, spoilers. It's so stressful um, not to share spoilers if you don't watch it. This is just because it's so approachable like you know we not a lot of people know a lot about hawkeye know a lot about clint know who kate bishop is know who uh clint's um main enemies are um even the 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 for the most part the tracksuit mafia was the the main bads for uh there's a layer above them but they're essentially been the main bad for the entire series super is they're funny they're dumb dumbs uh, you know, they've only stolen, uh, broke a few stuff and stolen a watch. We still don't know what the watch is about, right? So it's so easy. There's no, there's no real stress around it. But when you watch it, it's like, all right. Um, I just love the, the the that they paced it extremely well in a way that you can see all the sides of a superhero in one. Like you know, you have the cool superhero, the struggles with fame, and then the misinformation about what they've done because of either capitalism with Broadway or just general propaganda. Um, you see how the influence, the younger generation with Kate wanted to be a superhero as well, the dangers that they face that they uh, may not be able to live up, understand the consequences of becoming a superhero and how hard they have to train. What's the I mean, strain with the family? Uh, so- um, trained. Kate is trained. Kate is trained, like yeah, the, yeah. Even with even yeah. with uh, you know starting at a very young age with archery and fencing and gymnastics mm-hmm. and martial arts, it's different. Like you know, I love that every episode you see them 
limping or uh, putting ice packs or there's always some so, sort of like bandage in their face. So I love that every episode has that to really reiterate that like, all right, you know, these are regular people just trying to do what they can. And, you know, the, the, my most favorite part about this, and this episode had so many amazing parts, but my main favorite part was, you know, just the fact that, uh, uh, you know, the, the last Echo and, and Ronin fight is explanation of what they kind of do. Like, you know, it's not good. It's not bad. We're just doing the things that we are good at. We're just being pointed at a a particular target. So, you know, you'll never know. Like, we don't know if Nick Fury is doing all the good stuff. We don't know if uh, if the Kingpin or Uncle is doing all the right or the bad stuff too. So they're just being tools. Um, I will, like, I do have some nitpicks though. Like, uh, the... I love the the Black Widow. The starting the episode extremely strong with the Black Widow showing that you know it's also a backdoor pilot to whatever uh, Black Widow uh, series that they're going to do because there will be a Black Ser- Widow series that they're going to do. Um, I hope it's a movie, but yeah, series would be. Good. Yeah, it's, but the idea of like all right, backdoor backdoor pilot for what uh, Florence Pugh and the other widows are doing there, you know they're freeing different widows but some widows are like, like what no it's like i'm just i know <laughs> i know what i've been doing for the whole time so i love that layered aspect of it too um the the very long conversation between florence pew and uh uh and yelena or sorry yelena kate. and uh kate in the kate's apartment uh it was needed it was warranted but i i didn't think it was the 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 connection was there because they jumped through a few conclusions like one conversation now Yelena is helping Kate. Right. Oh, I, so, I, loved uh, it. I loved it. I I thought I I love I love they could have built done. on it a little bit more. Well, I, I love that I, it I was disagree. done. I think everything was there because she she researched her mm-hmm. and there's not much to research on her so she knows her already. She's fought fought with her. Yeah. So, I mean, but it was only a, it only um it was only a few hours apart too, right? Mm. So, but either widow. way, like he's a black yeah. widow. Yeah. So, so and anyway, for me, there's like it's just it's this the the sickness of this this series is like there are some beats that you need to just rush. You can't provide context on how they would want to talk, but they need to talk. Like you know, you know, you you rush the arrest of of do of of. Okay. Come on, yeah, that, uh, that was such a sus move by the mom when 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 she oh, told him about be... the the uh, Jack. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll look into it. Really? That's how you're gonna react? Motherfucker, that's so obvious. Right? But they're rushing a few beats, but I think those are beats that that are fine to be rushed. I I like how everything is is pointing towards this, you know, epic. Uh, I don't know. So it's either a final battle or introduction of of you know. Uh, a, a, a more grounded big bad in the MCU, which we've been lacking. We've been lacking that. Um, I, I, I love, love that. The, I love it too. They, so the good thing about this, they, they they set up the Black Widow group very well. They set up Kate very well. They set up uh, Yelena very well. And for the first time ever, you have a, a, um, a big bad that you care for that is, you know, behind the scenes exactly what a big bad should be like if you're if you're a well-known big bad you're a pretty poor big bad unless you're thanos 
Like, I will, but yeah, that's well, the thing. That's is, unless you're yeah. all powerful, but in, yeah, that's in, why that's why it's amazing because we've had that front and center come in, come have at me, Thanos, and then mm. now it's more he's weaker, fit, pow, um, like no, power wise, no. phys- power wise. But if you can't attack him legally because he might, you know, he's lawyered up and he's doing everything above board. You think, or that's what. Society thinks that he's working. He's working through different lieutenants. Then you can't touch him, right? So, so it, that's why it's so cool because Clint, like, he's a big bad because not because I can't kill him, but because it's not gonna. I'm not gonna get that order to kill him because you know it's like he's doing. He's being smart. So that's why. It's I mean, so even like Clint, who Ronan has has wrapped the world around with the bodies that he's killed. Could not have got, couldn't get close to this kingpin. So yes. I like that the fact that you're, all right. It, it's it's the foundation is there, and that's that's what I I love about the series is, it's very methodical in everything that they've done. Like they just that's the good storytelling. If it's good, if it's sound, if it has, if you're following your own universe's rules, it becomes more impactful. Like again, just like. Showing how um, how tired and battered, showing how they need help in a way that you're not. Oh, look, I'm at Grills' place. No, it's like it's you're not a making a big deal out of it. And then it's like, oh, we made your costume, and it's like, right? you know, like th- those things. And we haven't still. Uh, you know, I was waiting for them making the trick arrows again, and I'm very, very excited about that part of next episode because I've seen it in in some trailers where they're going to be like. You know, doing some some more stuff. So those are the stuff that that kind of makes us believe that technically this is a superhero movie or superhero series. And you know, a lot of people don't like the superhero franchises because it's like again, it's a universe. You're kind of roped into the universe. Everything is kind of fake. But this kind of shows like no, it's like it's just a solid action series. It's a holiday family drama, apprentice drama. Uh, underground underbelly mafia kind of thing that has good action great comedy great acting and a solid story and right. i uh, i i am again yeah, i'm sad that it's just going to be the last episode i i knew i and like i said like chubax is right all the threads that they started to weave i'm sure it's not going to be perfectly tied up in a bow by the last episode and it's going to need uh, Kate Bishop or a Young Avengers or an Echo series to continue on the story but I'm fine with it unlike you know yeah. unlike uh, WandaVision and unlike other stuff where it's like it's so like shit I gotta have to wait for the next one to understand no this one I'm fine with it for, I'm, for I'm, that actually for the finale I would rather prefer them to tie the bow between like Clint and Kate, but let the others go. Don't yeah. don't tie don't try to tie everything up. You know? Everything let, at the let same the others time. go. Let let Ronin, 100%. let Maya go, let Kingpin go. Just tie this this tracksuit the group the the main you know so that it can breathe. Because if they tie everything up, then it's gonna be another rush one. But then I I just I just love it. The fact that like you said the small things like Clint like yeah yeah, yeah I I look at the uniform but. He's gonna. He's falling asleep. He's so tired. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, you're right. I think the 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 play here is again comic book accurate, but also see even if I didn't know anything about the comic books, 
it makes sense for Maya to like you can ostensibly guess that oh maybe Maya will take the suit and continue on the investigation and continue on toppling Kingpin's from uh, army from the inside or maybe it doesn't matter maybe he's just you know she takes the blame so that Clint can retire peacefully right so there's so many storylines that make sense and I'm very very happy like all right it's not one of those forced like the Falcon Winter Soldier, like a giant speech, and then everything, everybody's kumbaya, whatever. No, it's like no, this makes sense. I, I really, really enjoy it, and I, I, I'm invested in other characters, and it's the first time where I really want Clint to get his rest. And like I, I also, just want him to. I agree, and I also love that. Dude, imagine five episodes in for a see a Hawkeye series. How many times has he been with a bow in action? Once, just a couple, like I two, three. No, but there's like the, the third episode, the, three. The, the car. He wasn't a bow, huh? Oh, he was in a sword this episode, huh? Yeah, yeah. He used the bow. Hawkeye. He's only used the sword. The he had that cool no look shots in one episode, out of five. I'm sure it's gonna come in the next, but two episodes out of a six episode Hawkeye, and we're still enjoying it, and we're still having fun. That's the mark of good storytelling. I mean. Imagine if like it was like the Flash or that is true or something. Then there's only like two episodes where they use their power. You know, it's gonna be like we're gonna be complaining. But this one, oh good, I love it. Yeah, because even though Kate's Kate actually uh, used the bow more, a lot more times. But yeah, but what's good with that is she's we're not overloaded because Mm. she's accurate, but she can't do the other stuff yet. You know, the no looks, the, the trick shots. She's just accurate. She's very well, accurate. She's there's, there's that hint. But there's that hint. Oh, yeah, yeah, of that course. Clint's kind of teaching her with that coin trick, right? So, yeah, yeah. So I'm uh-huh, sure by the, next, by the next series, <laughs> maybe Clint's there like as the mentor. It's like the man in the chair now. And she's, maybe they'll like show Like Batman through, Beyond and Bruce Wayne yeah. takes a back They'll show theater. through a flashback that they've been training yeah. and stuff. They've really been training. Yeah. I mean, even just like the idea of like... How do you carry that around? It's like, mine folds up. It's like, damn. Yeah, you have <laughs> to think that, about like, it. Kate just, can damn, be right. a superhero, actually. Yeah, she, she's Her dad is good. gone. Her mom became a well, pseudo-criminal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it seems to that be. Her mom seems to be like kind of a It's going to be like, like season one, the parallel will be like Hawkeye's on the phone. Like, are you okay? I, I'm going to go. I'm gonna, no, no, no. I got this. Just stay there. I got this. You know, it's like... Uh, Oh, cool. I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I want to see the costumes too. I mean, though we, even though we saw it on the trailer, I still want to mm. see a full shot. You know, one thing that we have to give credit to Marvel is that they're able to create these um, small segue. They're planting seeds left, right, center. And these seeds, uh, as multiple as they are, they're trying to grow them to see which one really clicks. And as patient. Jong mentioned. They're patient. Huh? And they're patient. They're patient. They have right. years of stories just waiting. I'm so pissed when those old oldish directors say it's just like a CGI fest, punching things. Come on, man. Yeah. So no, but I, I mean, one. I I I do understand <laughs> that were people because the 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 movie industry has been hurting for the past couple of years. Hmm. Even amazing movies, one of which we're going to discuss in a little bit. Um, 
there's so many amazing movies that came out the past couple of years that nobody watches, partly partly because of the pandemic, but also partly movies have become so expensive that you only go to uh, movies where there are, again, CGI and explosions and actions that will maximize the theater. You're not going to watch like a, a, a Clint Eastwood-directed drama on the cinema anymore. You're just going to wait for it because all of our TVs are fucking amazing. And That's I can true. watch it in my underwear. And I don't have to pay for like a $15 fucking popcorn. Right. So, you know, that's the, you know, that's the argument. I understand that, you know, Disney has built a an echo chamber of this is our world. These are our rules. We'll do it at our pace. And every mm-hmm. single movie that I do now and every series makes me want to watch the stuff before, but also anticipate um uh, uh, the next movies after, so like you know, a, a little a little preview of uh, of our reacts and reviews too. I've seen I've seen Spider Man No Way Home, right? I the thing that movie is perfect. <laughs> but the, the thing now is like they put so many stuff there, like this, like and I want Echo, I want the Black Widow series. Mm. We saw Shang Chi, I want the Ten Ring series. Like I'm hooked now. I'm like the the rest of my life I will have Disney Plus. And then when my kid grows up, we are gonna marathon all 50 previous MCU titles until the next movie comes out. So that you're you're hooked now in this universe where this is it. So it's it's on Disney's clock, whatever they do, whenever whatever they want to do, whenever they want to do it, which is fine by me if they have like a visionary like Kevin Feige, not rushing stuff. All right, but you know, Kevin Feige is a human; he might die. What if somebody takes over and he wants that? You know, he or she wants that. Uh, yeah, quick but buck. Well, you're complaining about something that doesn't happen yet. It might, it will, yeah. but. Until then, no, it has. We're enjoying the hits. Yeah, I mean, we're we're enjoying the movies, but again, look at there. I also understand the fact that there are films are made to be seen in cinema, and cinema now is just changing. Like before, you have to go to a theater to have that communal experience about story. Uh, but dude, um, it's not just about the home quality, home theater quality. Of course, the pandemic really hit hard. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and and this industry is really one of the hardest hits because how can you be in a movie cinema next to one another if you're going to practice mm-hmm. social distancing? No, that's here still in, true. Yeah. Here in the Philippines, there are a few cinemas that are open, Rockwell being one of them. Um, you can rent. Uh, you, yeah, sorry, you can watch, but you need to still be seated one seat apart. So yeah. they no, I mean, can depend- operate, but it's going to cost a whole lot more. Yeah. No, the pan- again, the pandemic just highlighted the fact that the way that movie theater experience right now or cinema experience right now it mm. is evolving to the point where it's going to be kind of like Broadway in, in a couple of more years where true. you go right. once or twice a year mm-hmm. and it's an event. And then instead of a $20 ticket, it's going to be a $150 ticket. That's just go, that's just how it's going to be. Because, again, now... I understand now, your points. And it's just, you pay for the experience, in other words. Mm-hmm. It's valid. It's just I just don't like the cheap shots on Marvel because they say it's like... just CGI? Costume spandex fighting. Dude, what? I've seen so well, many... It's, what? I've seen so many reactions. You don't get this, these emotions in... Other movies, nothing's made people react like they reacted Marvel. 
and oh, yeah. one after the other. You know, it's not just like this movie. It's like the series. Um, people are crying in one division. People, are, you don't get that from. No, that's emotional stuff. That's connection. That that's not easy to do. Like what they're saying. The, oh, you just put on spandex and then just fly. Really? Yeah. Have you seen some of the DC stuff? Nobody watched it. No, I'm, uh, well, again, that's partly partly incorrect because Venom made a billion dollars. Well, so eh. that's the thing with <laughs> don't, don't, that's right? like uh, exception. Both the Venom, right? The, no, the a lot of. <laughs> I think what what you know again for me, you're right because in the end, quality you you can't spit shine shit, right? Yeah. Right. Quality is quality. But if you if you want to imagine, these movies are still, you know, if you're a Disney movie, you're an MCU title, the movie is not just your, it's, it's not only the movie that is your priority. You're making a franchise. You're making mm-hmm. merchandise. You're making branding. And in yes. the end, that's never going to be art, right? It's, there's always multiple angles to a particular thing that may, I'm not saying that it always will, but may affect the quality of the film. Like Dune, right? Dune was one of the very, very few times where the the creator or like, you know, the director and you know, the screenplay writer and all the actors were making a movie, period. That's it. We don't care if we get another movie. We're going to make the best two and a half, three hours that we can. That's very, very few people can do that nowadays in this particular climate. Nobody does one movie anymore. Like very few, even fucking, uh, what that, what's that movie with uh, Daniel Craig where he was this like Southern detective, Knives Out. Even Knives Out became a franchise because it was so good, right? I mean, that's, yeah, what's, that, uh, that's that, what's... That kind of movie was really made for a franchise. It wasn't. That's the problem. Yeah, but it that, wasn't. No, but it the, wasn't. Yeah, but the right? the setup. I mean, the we already, format. We already have wow. another one with the exactly murder, but murdering like, the train. Uh, what was that? Yeah. No, but that's that's exactly the case. And this just this is not the past two years or five years. The past ten years. Like if you make a movie, the studio expects you to do two or three, which either is good because you have more story to tell, or which is bad. Case in point, The Matrix, where you know the second and third wasn't as fleshed out as they would wanted it to be. All right, so um, it's a balance. Again, it's it's yeah, it's, it's not every know, but franchise like, is horrible. Like what you said, mm-hmm. it's not as bad as you think because, like you said, uh, Dune. They were trying to do one good movie, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For us, like people like you and me, if they make a good movie, we're gonna watch it. Right, yep. maybe not the masses, right. and if they just make made one and their plan is not the franchise, then it doesn't matter if the masses watch, as long as they make a one good movie because that's what they're doing. It's not a franchise, and they made it, so it's really good. Then people like you and me, we watched it, so I don't and we'll continue the, to watch. I don't, it. yeah, I don't see the much of the the bad thing. And you said that the Disney with with all the marketing, yeah, usually it doesn't work. But how many years has Marvel been doing it? More than a decade, and it's still been working. I mean, I'm sure there were go- there's gonna be duds, but then you have to understand. You, did you why think does that work? in if I showed you the resume of Marvel now, did you think it would be that good for those many times? No, I mean again, right? It's also, it's, it, it's, it's, it's it's they've been hitting more than not, and 
more a lot and more but they've games. been they've been playing on characters that people can relate to mm-hmm. these are characters we grew up with so if i see captain america or spider-man or batman or not just marvel but so any superhero franchise these are characters that we grew up to we read the comics we watched them on on tv if there were cartoons and to see them on the big screen is something that we just got to do it mm-hmm. uh, something like lord of the rings or star wars these are things that people grew up with, whether it's in the book or whether it's in the first few movies. You know, it's something that if there's a new Star Wars that's coming out, people are like, hey, I'm, I'm yeah, people are, So uh, perfect, because that was going to be my kind of like the, the neutral uh, example is hmm. because technically kids, us, including us, right? including us, we've been brainwashed hmm. by all of these titles growing up. Yeah. So regardless of what happens, we are going to watch it. We're, so is are we really are these titles really good? Is Shang-Chi really good? Okay. Right? Is, is it is it really uh is it okay. really a, a film that devoid of any um connection to the MCU would have stood by itself? It I I think it would have because it was a great story, but that last act was a little bit that's directly for franchising and for kids to brainwash kids to watch right. more of these movies moving forward because star wars like i don't care how good or bad that fucking star wars series is or movie is. i'm going it. to watch it <laughs> right I'm, maybe another case it. in point yeah. batman movies how many batman movies would you all say are awesome i i would not Three. take every movie really three it's like two that. nolan and the first michael keaton See, there you go. Mm. Even Batman with George Clooney, I watched it in the movie house. <laughs> did we watch a premiere? I think we watched that premiere. It's we, went, we did. I'm just yeah. saying, right? I mean, because it's Batman. Because yeah. it's a character that we grew up with. So these, the Avengers, they're characters we grew up with. And I think this is just a, a very interesting, I think the next decade of, of content generation, movie making, TV show making is going to be very, very interesting because we're past the point now that, you know, we're past the point of artistry. Like it has mm-hmm. to be commerce. Like yeah. you can't, like Chloe Zhao, a great example is Chloe Zhao. Um, she won an Oscar for um, Nowhere Land um, two years ago, 2019. Uh, yeah, 2019, she won uh, 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 Best Director for Chloe and she she did Eternals, right? That's a yeah. great move on Marvel to bring in actual directors like pedigree to, to do certain stuff. Um, it looked great. Um, I mean, it's it's not going to be a critical hit until maybe five, six years from now when the ripples of the Eternals start happening. But the idea nowadays is um, you, you, you are, are, as a filmmaker, at some point you can't, you can't uh, do anything wrong with the the Marvel machine because you know ninety five percent of commerce will probably go to through some form of Disney uh, product. Because like Disney owns pretty much everything. ABC, they own that's true. Uh, ESPN, they own Hulu, which is own which owns is like Sky Productions in the EU. So they own a lot of stuff. Where if I'm a if I'm a director, I either have to bend to their will or get out of their way, which is interesting because 
right now it's again if you have a Kevin Feige I believe in Kevin Feige whatever they did done you mm. tell me about the Star Wars franchise I'm hit or miss like like we'll see about that like, you know so that's kind of um, um well, like the, they're the, starting the, to get their shit together though they're they're I, with, dude with, the smaller with, again with Filoni and uh, Favreau getting becoming their Feige so and, hopefully and small again like that's yeah, the that's the formula it, small correctly mm-hmm, you know and and it's if you if you track the careers of of all of these um all of the major MCU characters like you know you you star in a few movies you have your life on for like six to eight years but you take a break and then you you know can direct like what Chris Evans is doing and you do all your smaller projects but all are under are under Disney still so it's kind of like you're playing in the Disney wheelhouse I just hope that that's no that's not that's more of a positive thing like a bad thing right like uh whenever well, if you, you see, work if you work with Disney you have access to their resources which mm-hmm. is one of the you know well, it's like yeah, yeah. being a doctor in a very high-tech lab rather than mm-hmm. being a doctor in the middle of nowhere although you're helping needy people maybe if you're there for the for the for the job then maybe that's not something you'd like but if you're gonna be there to create fantastic things you need Mm -hmm. top-notch equipment which i think disney can or you i mean we're lucky right now because as you said we had feige monopoly is never a good thing it's just good now because the guy in charge is Exactly. No, knows what we want, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind if DC got their shit together. That's just more shit no. for us. Oh you know, no, absolutely. Not, or, I wish. I still watch the artistic. I watch Dune. I, I watch the small ones when they come out, the small good mm-hmm. ones. So yeah, 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 just, we watch Nicolas Cage movies. You know. God damn! Yeah. I watch Prisoners of the Ghostland. <laughs> <laughs> so don't tell me I'm just a a Scrooge one. No, I, you're I, not. Of course not. Paid for Prisoners of Ghostland on iTunes. So don't tell me that I just watch people in spandex. But then again, yeah, that's he true. was kinda in spandex or leather well, leather costume. There was also a scene where he was just in his briefs. So I don't know. <laughs> His pleather suit might have been spandex underneath. It, it looked like a superhero costume. But it is. A, I mean, again, it's a it's a wonder. Well, it's a wonderful time now because people have access to make their own content, and we have giant um, production houses like the Warner Brothers, like oh, the Disney, yeah. that could that are attempting to do franchise. I think we. I mean, the, the, the thing I want to meditate on, and we can discuss the more that we watch. Uh, series and movies produced by these particular studios is are you know I've always been half and half with the franchise method like I've mm-hmm. uh, I've um like I'm I'm not I'm, I'm never sure because if you make a a uh, a blockbuster I don't know if you can make just one blockbuster anymore I don't think anybody will put all their eggs in one basket to make the best possible thing that they can do Nowadays, True. it's always like, you know, like Shang-Chi was, you know, we, it's one of the, one of my favorite origin movies in MCU, and there's a lot, but I also know that uh, I had to caveat it as an origin movie because as a movie, it kind of felt there were spots there that could have been way better. And then in back of my head, I was like, oh, they're going to, they're going to fix that. Oh, they're setting up for the next one. They're setting up for the next one. So um, I, I still don't know. I mean, like, 
you know, sometimes I love that there's a next one. Sometimes I hate that I have, I have to wait, wait another two, oh, three it's, years. It's awesome that it, it makes you think that there's a next one. And the next one could actually not be, for example, for Shang-Chi. Next one could possibly not even be Shang-Chi. It could mm-hmm. be him showing in Doctor Strange or... Mm-hmm. I don't know if Wong's gonna have his own I show. I, I love no, there's there's already a. No, I love um, I love Shang Chi as well. Yeah. I'm just saying the way they make the ending is, um, it's not limited to a linear. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, there's gonna be Shang Chi too. It could be he could guest in any other. Oh, he will Marvel sure. movie, yeah. and and that's what we look forward to. We want those cameos, or we want them to to collaborate with other superheroes, and that's what makes the MCU amazing. Because if Sangchi were to appear on a, I don't know, on on another Avengers movie, or it it wouldn't be such a big, oh, who's this guy? You know, you're gonna be like, yes, just like yeah. what they did with Hawkeye. Uh, the and- the way you guys said it is that with with uh, Vincent D'Onofrio um, joining finally uh, at the end, right? It it kind yeah. of links Hawkeye. Mm-hmm with daredevil because you're looking at the same guy Mm -hmm. so this is the same universe i don't know is it the same universe or is it the multiverse it has to be or yeah you're right multiverse well we'll see we'll find out but i mean that's that's a beauty that's that's the point it's actually possible to now mix everyone because they did take jonah jameson in from a different version so yeah it'd be a different version I mean, I, so again, this is a, this. These are the types of discussions that we like doing in the podcast. Uh, feel free to uh, jump in the convo about franchises and monoliths <laughs> and stuff like that. With terms of these particular series, and it's great. The, the, again, in the end, we have content to enjoy, and that's the most important thing. I'd rather have more watered down mainstream content in our grasps rather than less rather than less access to this um, i love the idea that you know disney particularly mcu and warner are fucking trying to compete with each other in terms of universes of, of like comic book or just uh superhero universes for us to um you know to to vie for our attention to watch would i uh um you know but again i also understand that kids or us who've grown up with these particular things uh, is um, still uh, 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 are now is hooked like we're, we're so we're so addicted to this particular shot of of superhero or fantastical um, um, series and movies hopefully um, uh, we can ah! still appreciate smaller movies oh, and other things like that you see this <laughs> Yeah. Cox after episode five. Mm-hmm. I mean, Feige already. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Feige has already kind of uh, um, confirmed that Carly he Cox did. will he be did. the MCU Daredevil. So I'm happy. So the thing, I'm happy. I trust you. I know. You know. You'll 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 do good with Vincent D'Onofrio keep, and Charlie keep Cox. Keep doing it, yeah. Um, and the only thing that I want from Disney is give Feige, uh, give Feloni the same power in Favreau. I think again, that's I think it's because they're kind of. There's been some. 
infighting still with them. And again, that's the, you know, we have Feige that kind of um, developed a franchise essentially from scratch and by sheer luck um, from nothing. And then we have this amazing, rich franchise of Star Wars that is has stalled. It's not mm-hmm. dead. It has stalled. No, it's, um, it's going. The movie says it's stalled, going. The franchise by itself is fine. It's been... Too good man, those series, uh, and then the others. Clone Wars was a great, also Bad Batch. Uh, again, so we have Boba the movies is the one out. that they need to restart. Yeah, I hope so, the Taika yeah, Waititi Star Wars is on because uh, that yeah, that would true. that would be a great one shot. You know, just give me and then the, the um, one Rogue Squadron. Give me a Rogue Squadron. I'm, though I'm worried about Patty Jenkins after. No, that was already canceled. Has it been confirmed that it's been? Canceled? It has been confirmed that yeah, you know, creative saw, differences, Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. That's what the last thing I heard about. Because I think it was because 1984 was so horrible. Um, oh, delayed. Delayed. Is delayed. delayed. I remember reading certain stuff that you know there's some creative differences because they were kind of quite worried of how, how 1984 performed. Not performed, how know. it was fucking made. <laughs> Exactly. Well, <laughs> same thing. But, Which cost the poor performance. I wonder if she approved that that story. That's why I'm worried. How could you not? You're the director. How could you not approve that story? Oh, that was so bad. Well, then again, Gagado approved it. Unless so. your hands were moved I, by the producers. Yeah. Well, by I mean, DC. yeah, that's true. But again, you, just, you could always still say no. Look at what happened to Doctor Strange. They, they had creative so. differences. Said no. Mm. Right. Um, now we have Sam Raimi. Um, but all right, uh, we went a little bit long on that, but that's uh, how discussions go in a particular uh, podcast about reviews. Um, our our special uh, special movie for the week, uh, we suggested this a couple of weeks ago. Um, I suggested this a couple of weeks ago, particularly because I hate musicals. <gasps> I, I hate, I absolutely hate musicals. It's something that, I've never been. I like more of the realistic movies and series that I watch. I never just understood how people can break out into song in real life. That's my part. Of my the, that part of my brain just doesn't work. But Andrew Garfield has has uh, has is is having a moment for the past year or so with rumors around No Way Home and this particular performance uh, in Tick Tick Boom. So. Uh, the next uh, few minutes, we're going to provide you with, um, you know, our uh, uh, opinions about this. I think gem of a series um, uh, that so, you can easily in. access in Netflix. So, uh, the super high-level plot summary of Tick Tick Boom is as such, and this is something where I get coming into this, I had no idea. Um, I had no idea about. Uh, uh, what this movie is about. I didn't. I don't know what Tech Tech Boom is about. I did not know who Jonathan Larson was about. I have never seen Rent, Same. which is a, you know, as as a New Yorker, is something of a like a a faux pas because it's one of those things that everybody <laughs> done should watch. Up, boy. Yeah, but again, it's like I've, nobody has taken me to Rent, so I have no previous knowledge about this. So when I was watching this i i thought that like why are we making a a fucking film with a failed play but 
plot is summarized. So Tick, Tick, Boom is an off-off-Broadway. So there's Broadway, there's off-Broadway, and there's off-off-Broadway. So there's like very, very lots of layers in terms of the theater scene or uh, in um, you know the theater scene paired with the theater scene, particularly in New York. Um, so uh, Jonathan Larson made an off-off one-man show Broadway play semi-autobiographical about his struggles of writing, creating, and workshopping his first play entitled Su- Suspiria. Su- well, Superbia. 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 Superbia is like a different movie. Oh, very, very weird different um, movie. Uh, so, so that was essentially it. So this is essentially a multi-layered um, movie musical that is using the Tick, Tick, Boom is the title of the off-off-Broadway one-person play about himself and his play. And so you can see the Tick, Tick, Boom play describing him writing in his life during Superbia. And this is important because uh, him writing Superbia, which the big struggle was, it took him such a long time to... Uh, write this play and usually the big Broadway uh, playwrights they write multiple things prior to um, um, you know prior to the 30th birthday but you know the movie starts him counting down to his 30th birthday and um, uh, his struggles on you know uh, relationships friends dying during the 80s and 90s through the HIV pandemic um, struggles with uh, main, be, uh, maintaining becoming an artist or uh, quote unquote selling out and getting a corporate job so that you can provide for yourself. Um, also, commitment with uh, you know at, at that current time, uh, 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 Jonathan Lawrence's uh, girlfriend who got a more stable job not in the city, so it's, it's a couple of hours away from the city. So that that would have ostensibly made him farther away from his. Uh, dream of becoming a, a Broadway playwright or Broadway star. Um, and in total, that's pretty much it. Um, the The play has a lot of really cool songs. Um, eventually, it gets workshopped. So that's how plays are are kind of funded or quote unquote produced in Broadway is you, you, you write it, you do a little show with a few people, with a few producers to see how good it could be because you can't just make a, a play with casts and props and a venue without seeing what the bones of it is so the whole time I thought that this was oh this was Jonathan Larson's first place superbia it was never produced it was um the the realistic part of it was although it was critically acclaimed it was you know too fantastical at that point in Broadway to do a sci-fi drama too thing. weird uh, too weird but too expensive uh, for off-Broadway. 100%. So so that was kind of of the the long and short of it. Um, Kind of crushed him for a little bit, but also everything that he learned and experienced and lost uh, eventually spurred him to do this off-Broadway play, Tick, Tick, Boom, about his experience before he went on back working on his next real screenplay, which... It, uh, inevitably became Rent, one of the most um, 
groundbreaking Broadway plays. When uh, essentially the what they call like the the modern Broadway play is that that kind of broke everything was 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 Rent, um, and uh, he, he he the Rent was you know uh, workshop well produced well, but prior to it launching on Broadway, uh, Jonathan Larson died uh, from an aneurysm. So uh, he never was really able to enjoy the fruits of his labor. So I had no idea of about any of those. And this was an amazing way for us to look at um, like stars, the stars never, you, you're not, most meteoric rises are not actually meteoric. Like Rent being one of the most revered Broadway plays in the entire world, in the entire history, uh, did not start as Rent. It started as Superbia and an offer pay, struggled in a tiny studio apartment in New York, worked waiting tables and, you know, doing, you know, ad agency jingles uh, before you get um, you know, this inspirational Broadway play move forward. So, right, that's tick, tick, boom, Trebox. Uh, I know RJ was not able to watch this movie, but Trebox, what did you think about the movie? What did you like, did not like, and storylines that you uh, I, enjoyed the most? I don't know. I think this is a moody movie, and I wasn't probably in the mood, but I don't know. It didn't resonate with me. It's amazing. I agree. I the direction, the the shots, the use of mm-hmm. the CGI, the creativity, it's all there. It's amazing. Andrew Garfield is amazing. Oh um God. I hate him. <laughs> but um the songs didn't hit me. Mm-hmm. Um the, uh I mean I like musicals, but the songs the songs started to sound the same after a while, but <laughs> The only thing I was that, actually about to say maybe you don't like musicals. No, I love um, the only thing that popped was the song in the apartment. The Bo 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 Bo. Bo oh, that, dude, I was just gonna say that. That's my favorite. That was the one that's sick. Because I loved In the Heights. That that one, the there were so a few songs there that I really liked. But as is with all musicals, they do tend to start sounding the same after a while. It's just the nature of musicals. Mm-hmm. And I like musicals. So this one, I just, I don't know. The, some of the songs didn't uh, resonate with me. And I, I, I don't know. I like the, everything was creative. The transitions, the cuts from the the Tick Tick Boom play. And then him writing Superbia was, was good. It was really creative. Mm-hmm. Lin-Manuel Miranda did great. Andrew Garfield, as I said, is amazing. But some of the scenes like, by the middle, I was like pissed at him. He was like, he was a crappy mm-hmm. friend, a crappy boyfriend. Exactly. He was, that kind of pissed me. Like, um, uh, I don't know, he was fighting this, he was fighting the corporate life. Mm-hmm. But then he was doing waiting hours in the moon dance. Well, why why moon can't you do the corporate while doing your play? And that's what I didn't get. Mm-hmm. Like, how many hours? It's not like he's writing musical in the moon dance, you know, you know what I mean? It's just, it's hard work. It's manual labor. You could have done the corporate life, pay your bills, be a better friend, be a better boyfriend, and still work and not not sell out, uh, as you said. But I guess the favorite, I was a little disappointed that Vanessa Hudgens was just like, not even, was, 
like not even a side character like mm-hmm. she had a song in in there a few songs but it wasn't even like her his friend really he, he was she was just a singer mm-hmm. and then um the one that resonated with me was uh, I did like the part with him finally um getting back with his best friend because that touched me like us us or best friends and it was night it was a good shot where he was thinking back to the school what you know the, the things they did he was re- reminiscing about that was nostalgia about that it was that was nice and it's sad that he didn't get to see rent explode too it was big, uh, he was um they could have diagnosed it if they if they diagnosed it correctly he had a, he would have had a shot at living mm-hmm. but they misdiagnosed it and and then he had the uh, aneurysm, so he died. But yeah, that was that. That's my take. Um, have, you haven't seen In the Heights, right? No, I have not. Yeah, I I like it. Nope. the the music there was more my type. This one, I just it was a little too dramatic because like mm-hmm. he was there were some songs in there that were like talking about the same thing. Like he was always sad and angry, and it was like mm-hmm. it went on for a few a few songs in the middle. But I like the start and I like the ending also. Sad, sad ending, but yeah, it was good. It was I still liked it, even though it didn't resonate as much as I would have liked. Maybe it just wasn't in the mood. Yeah, no, but you? I think that, yeah, I think your I mean, your your reviews are pretty much spot on. Um, like with mine as well. It's just that I I loved how this this movie made me feel, and I I have to give all the props to. Lynn Manuel Miranda, the direct, the pace, the direction, the creativity, it was it was fast, it was frenetic, it was energetic, it kept me engaged, kind of like a, a juxtaposition between how the movie was shot and how the message, because the message is annoying, it's sad, it's like mm-hmm. he's he's procrastinating. I thought you loved, I thought you loved your play. I thought you loved theater. Why are you procrastinating? Right. That's what that's in the back of my mind. That was what I was thinking. It's like I thought you lived and breathed this, but why are you f- fucking it up? Right. So um I like that Andrew Garfield just I fucking hate how talented this dude is. It's he like sang it's annoying. It and he, he played the piano. He <sighs> did he did that he did those. So that um, was so- uh... I'm thoroughly impressed for this becoming it is you know Lin Manuel Miranda's directorial debut because it looked so polished, it looked so good. Yeah. And again, I hate musicals. I didn't even understand most of the songs that he was he was playing, but I understood how it felt about how he was stuck and torn through multiple times the fear of confirming if your dream is good or bad that that's i think that's what kind of like made me hooked it's like all right I'll, let's see i really thought superbia was going to be a thing i thought that was going to he's going to get some money and he's going to be able to actually pay rent Even and take right no right? really do anything Just no again okay, and, and Tick, Tick, boom came out after rent nine 2002 no in between no 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 well, 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 before, had, right so the so Tick Tick Boom when he was uh, so Boho Living is essentially Tick Tick Boom where Jonathan Larson played. It would only played for I will say three weeks, a very very short run, right? And then he wrote Rent, and then once you know Rent became its thing, this is something that he wrote. Other people performed Tick Tick Boom, like Neil Patrick Harris yeah, actually uh, uh, played uh, the Jonathan slash John character. In Tick Tick Boom as an off off Broadway revival too, so um, 
you know but again yeah, this is is um the i also i i none of the cameos hit with me because i don't know broadway but apparently all broadway legends were in some form of a in there. either in the diner or in the audience or wherever but a lot of broadway legends were there and the only thing that i read up on is um Sodenheim, which is uh, prominently the the person that kind of gave uh jonathan larson that critique supported him to yeah. keep on going and supported him and liked his he understood the vision um two weeks after this came out died so this it's movie? kind of like both Damn. this movie yeah when it came out yeah so well no but he's he's been like a, a, a broadway successful yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for decades so it was kind of like kind of a perfect timing that everybody appreciated that it's not just the people that are in the play that wrote the play that makes in everything there's there's so many so many people even involved. rent from what i read was he mm. was supposed to be collaborating with somebody or he the, the idea started from somebody and then he collaborated mm. with it because Sodenheim introduced larson to him there oh, you go the guy who had the initial idea for rent was looking for collaborators and asked Sodenheim who and then Sodenheim um said work mentioned larson and then they started collaborating and then it went nowhere and then after a few years, Larson wanted to do something with it and then said, can I do, like, ask permission, can I do something? And then the guy said, sure, do it. But once it hits major Broadway, I, have, I need some um, cut compensation or something yeah. like that. But yeah, oh. I mean, I, I still rate it high. But I think I'd give it an mm. 8. I think it would have been a 9 or a 10 if I was in the mood. Though. Or maybe just, mm. I don't know, maybe just some of the songs didn't hit. Was are are the songs the one that he played in in the yeah. play? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of it was like again. That's why it's again. He, it, it's uh. That's why it wasn't have, a critical hit. <laughs> I think I would have loved. I think we would have loved Superbia. The, the weird now, sci-fi maybe. shit. We'll see. Right? Maybe it's somewhere out there. It's it, this. Would be that's next. The the next. Uh, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda and uh, uh, Andrew Garfield uh, movie Superbia. We'll see. But even um, the con the yeah. concept is amazing. Imagine the guy who's known for one thing. They didn't even make the movie yes. about that. It's about his other play that was talking about, about another his play. failed first play. You know? So yes. it's like that that was really cool. I like that. that. Yeah, you you said it perfectly. That's that's what kind of like is baffling my mind right now because Again, I I when I watched, it, I didn't even know that it was the dude that, that made Rent. <laughs> so, so I just I thought it's Lin-Manuel Miranda and Andrew Garfield. Fine, it's on Netflix. Fuck it, let's watch it. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. You rated it as an eight. I'm gonna go eight point five, eight point seven five actually, only because it's like um, for me, I like the the darker stuff. And in you know this was and um, where did I see the actress girlfriend? She's pretty. Um, she yeah. might be in uh one it's in it, a superhero movie. I think it's uh Birds of Prey or whatnot. No, that's not her. Um, Can I ask if a guy who doesn't enjoy musicals watch this? Would they? Oh, she was Storm in Apocalypse. Would, when Apocalypse. would they enjoy it? I I well I think like what Chabox has mentioned. You need to be in the mood because this is this is a. This requires some emotional investment, right? You know, it's not just something that you sit down and you open your eyes. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, so you, you have to you really have to listen. Feel, yeah, and it's a feel. good, it's a good story to Jay. So I think, yeah, you just have to be in the mood. I try to be in the mood for it, but it's definitely good. 
Have you seen In the oh, Heights, well. Jay? No, no, not no. Oh. Is that another musical? Yeah, yeah that's, that's that one. Lin Manuel's play. <clears throat> Lin Manuel's first play. First so, play, yeah, but that one was good, right? Yeah, yeah. It 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 actually. Like, he mean, did that it, when he was it, in college. He made it. It it made him, right? It, it made him. It made him right. Yeah, like this is, yeah, that was um, but heavily influenced by Rent. By oh, by Rent. Okay. Yeah, oh, that the, okay. Also, that's why he did this. I just like the yeah. music more in this one. And he's so cool. This it's guy. a lot modern, a lot more modern. So this was what nineties, late nineties, two thousand. Lights up on Washington Heights. Up at the break of day, I wake up and I got the slow punk. I gotta chase away. Then we're under the rap, so I love it. I guess I was wrong. Hey, good morning. Mexican? Mexican American? Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. Ooh, shit, nice. That's Lin Manuel. The guy with the pushing the car. You probably never heard my name. Reports of my fame are greatly exaggerated. It's very New York, it's very the bodega in the, in the Heights, Washington Heights is uh, 180th Street and above. Is it somewhere in clear, near your area? No, it's very, very, it's way, way north. Why is everything in this fridge warm and tepid? I better step it up and fight the heat. Cause I'm not making any profit if the coffee isn't light and sweet. Abuela, my fridge broke. I got cafe, but no con leche. Ay, Dios. Anyways, yeah, so that is just, it's really cool. That's pretty interesting. One okay. of our, our next assignments when we have a slow week will do Which the, we, the we won't have until okay. maybe <laughs> February or March. I don't um, think, yeah. I think we're going to be busy beyond yeah. anything. Well, with that, uh, I think this is uh, a very healthy, uh, lengthy, despite a very light episode in terms of uh, 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 topics for our reviews. Uh, please, again, uh, extra housekeeping is, you know, please subscribe, like, hit that notification bell, share it with your friends, uh, uh, search Plus Six or HP in YouTube so you can watch all of our episodes, reviews, D&D, and Reacts. Uh, you can tweet at us or follow us on Instagram at Plus Six Three HP. And uh, you can just like put us on in the background and whip out your phone, go to Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, search Plus Six Three HP, hit that subscribe button and listen to us talk about uh, you know, different shows in depth, uh, different trailers that we are hyped about, or just uh, make fun of us while we, you know, us uh, almost 40 year old people try our first hand at D&D. Um, <laughs> again, next week, we have the last two episodes of, of Wheel of Time. Very, very excited about to discuss that. The last episode, oh my God, of Hawkeye, it's okay. going to be hyped. Um, and we're going to give our thoughts in the first, uh, or uh, how many ever episodes we've uh, watched of The Witcher. I've watched quite a lot already so i'm, I'm season two save season some two. brother save some yeah i can't i cannot um uh laugh uh, uh goodbye sergey well i hope all you viewers enjoyed today's episode and if you did please join in in the conversation by writing some comments we would love to hear what you guys think and join you know give, give your thoughts we'd, we'd respond back anyway so thank you should we yeah, guys, I'm um, really loving our getting close to our goal of 100 subscribers. So uh, do comment, like, and subscribe, guys. 
We always respond. Zong. And thank you very much. Uh, we love you all. I love my brothers. And stay tuned for our next uh, D&D show and Reacts episode in the next couple of days. But with that, we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.